So welcome to another episode of the Final Third. Um, I'm here with great friend uh, Levy, um, and uh, you know, like, let me just tell you guys what the show is about. You know, um, on the Final Third, we try to cover everything soccer, everything from soccer culture to um, you know coaching to management to you know do's and don'ts, everything soccer. You know, um, <clears throat> even trading, whatever. But we just try to revolve everything around soccer, but mainly soccer in this area. Um, we try to talk about ways to better soccer and the and the community, and we also try to talk about ways how we can keep this going because you know the people we bring on this show are people who have huge influence in soccer, mm-hmm. especially in this community. And I think uh, growing up in this community, this is like one of the better communities in the United States for soccer. Yeah. Um, so I just want to keep sharing that knowledge and keep passing down those stories so more and more people realize. Um, what soccer is here and mm-hmm. be aware of it mm-hmm. and also people can take advantage of these little opportunities and little things that are here that a lot of people really are oblivious to mm-hmm. um, so with that being said Levy man tell me a little bit about you man tell tell the people I already know a lot about you tell the people a little bit about you man uh, um, obviously for that I, I appreciate you having me on your show yeah. um, myself um, Levy grew up in the um, Ivory Coast movie when I was 12 years old um mm-hmm. So for the past 16 years, lived in um, Germantown, Maryland. Mm-hmm. I went to Nielsville for, for middle school. Um, then went to Walking Smith High School. Down, down in Montgomery Village, you yeah, already yep. know. Um, and then uh, played for Walking Smith four years. And then um, after that, um, got a full scholarship to, to attend the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, which is known as UMBC. And then um, from there, played four years here. Um, had a good career, um, and then uh, got a chance to get drafted in the pros, yeah. sign with uh, the Philadelphia Union. That was a wonderful experience. Um, and unfortunately, um, as you know, the the injury happened, mm-hmm. uh, which kept me out for about two years, mm-hmm. um, which was a, which was very difficult. But after that, I was able to come back and sign the and, and sign in the USL, um, play with the Rochester Rhinos, and then. A little bit of time with the um, Baltimore Blast um, mm-hmm. in the Indo League. Um, so it's been, it's been, a, it was a good journey, I would say. Um, a journey where um, I was able to realize my dream and make my dream come true. So it's pretty much about me. Yeah, but yeah. Geez, you've done a lot of things, man. I tried. And you're man. still super young. It's, 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 it's a cool part, man. Yeah, yeah, 20, 29 now. Yeah. Yeah, 29. Um, so now I'm just, Coaching, yeah. um, being able to just come from after having a, a professional career and still being able to come back mm-hmm. in the community and be able to give back um, to the kid is um, it's a great joy for me. So, yeah. So um, let's let's go back to your to your upbringing, growing up in the area, growing up in Germantown. Mm-hmm. You know, um, went to Nilsville, uh Middle School. Did Daniel go to Nilsville too? Yeah, Daniel went to. Yeah, 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 yeah Daniel went to. Um, Daniel went to Nilsville. Daniel was actually my first friend. Yeah, uh, was the first friend I made in America. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was in my math class or something, and I remember this guy was about my height. Um, <laughs> Very good, very good on the ball. Extremely um, good on the ball. Very technical, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know, I mean, we spoke two different languages. Yeah, because I spoke French, he spoke English. English, yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, um, we soccer is a universal language. It's a universal language. So, um, I remember we just started kicking, just start playing soccer ball, and then 
honestly we just became good i mean we just became very good friends i mean now like best friend pretty much so um yeah that's yeah that's the first time yeah then you went there so it's pretty crazy i mean we had a lot of talented guys that went there we had I went there, we had Kevin and Chico went there, we had Alice Kim went there, we had, um, we had, oh my God, like we had like so many talent coming. We have Kim, yeah. Kim came from there. Yeah, I mean, we had like a whole bunch of all stock came from that. So what's Breeden, is it that, was it the middle school? Yeah. Breeden, because it's no surprise to me, you just named a bunch of players who went on to play Division One college ball yeah. and extremely good, sorry even further than that, professional. So, and they're all coming out of the same industry. Yeah. I mean, I think... Was it a thing? Was it the school? Was it just a coincidence? I think it's just a coincidence, man. I think I think we just happened to live in the area that fed into um, that middle school. Um, so, that's pretty much how everything started. It was just a bunch of random kids that just showed up randomly and then just happened to be in that, um, in that one school. Obviously, also, I think if... Um, I would say it's the community. I think a lot of us came from from um, from either from Africa or from from South America, and we came and lived within the, the I would say not separate community, but um, working class community. Yeah, upper middle class um, um, community. So a lot of kids were kids with soccer background um, being raised in the country where everything that we do is soccer so um, soccer is what we do every day and now being here in America it's just like I, mean, it, it, I guess it was just a continuity of just yeah of just a lifestyle yeah now what's 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 crazy is, so I can fast fast forward a little bit to you going to high school at Walter's Mill I remember Walter's Mill was like ah, yeah. long so it was like a three four year span yeah reputation. yeah and it's crazy because when you think of soccer, you think of development, you think of who's producing players, you normally reach, you know, you think about like the Bethesda area, mm -hmm. the Walter Johnson, yeah. you know, BCC, and then the private schools. But you guys were actually defying yeah. the, the logic of the norm. You guys were actually the ones that were like changing the whole scope of what, yeah. you know, youth development, yeah. like youth soccer was yeah. at the time. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying, you know, a bunch of guys from like Africa or or uh, or South America, America yeah. Actually getting together, but now, but now it's organized. Mm -hmm. Now yeah. there's like a goal, there's like a team, there's like a passion. Yeah. People have, there's 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 like a yeah. There's it's breathing, you know. And so what? So what was it that that got you guys to start that? Because I remember me growing up. Also, I don't remember like Kenneth Cannon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, you guys are players that we looked up to. Yeah. Because you guys figured out a way to do it. Yeah. So what were the little things? Yeah, I think um I think he started with um. A few of the guys played for some top club teams, so they kind of like gave us this whole entire like um, I would say this whole entire like I would say like a vision in like okay guys you guys are talented but your talent can only take you far. You need to be at a place where you can be seen and where you can get the exposure. So um, obviously, as you say, like that Watkins Miller team was like obviously that wasn't that, that team was incredible. I think I, yeah, I think probably that Watkins Miller team was probably I would say the best talent was the best talented team mm -hmm. ever mm -hmm. in the history of 
high school soccer in Montgomery County. Um, because obviously, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you, if you look if you look at our team, then we had about eleven to twelve players that went play D one. Yeah, um, just a whole bunch of us. Um, so sometimes people ask like, how come you didn't win state? It's soccer, you know, you don't always win, but. Um, we probably like when you think we lost to Magruder in in, in PKs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was one game. There was one year we lost to them in 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 in, in overtime. I think I, I believe. Um, but we just had a. I mean, we just had a squad of just talented players. I mean, talented play. We 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 had guys on the bench that still went on to play Division One. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think what happened it was just um, the fact that. Um, Back then, things were a little bit different as well. Um, in terms of club team, you didn't have to play for Bethesda to be on the best club team. You didn't have to. You, you didn't have to pay the amount of money that kids pays today to be on the best club team. Um, you had MSC. Uh, usually, that was run by Julio, who was an Hispanic coach. Yes, so um, a few of the guys played for him. You had um, Coach Mario, who was at Potomac. Um, I played for Potomac, who was my first coach at Potomac, and he was Hispanic. And you had um, a few of the guys who played for small club teams who has coaches from different backgrounds. So I think we were able to play on teams that gave us the exposure without having us to pay a crazy sum of money. Um, and I that gave us the exposure. But at the same time is most of us got recruited by playing high school. Because when I was a when I was a freshman and a, and a sophomore, you have guys like Kevin Atico who were seniors. So you had about so you had a few college coaches that came to scout him. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So if we were to be honest, like everything started of like yeah. that senior class. It's like uh, Kevin Atico and a few other guys. Where was uh, the the Coco thing going? No, Coco went to Springbrook. Okay. But like you have like these guys. Mm-hmm getting scouted by college coaches and those college coaches come to in their mind to only see Kevin Chico and some of these seniors and then they come in and they see a whole bunch of like young talent like and then they ask the coach like who are these young kids and like all the freshmen all the sophomores all the juniors so they're like whoa like we just came to we just came to watch only that one player but we see like 15 talented kids on the field to the point where those coaches didn't want to tell other coach, other college coaches, like, "Hey, like I found this like this diamond, like on like on this high school team. Like, I mean, I got a couple of piece of diamonds on this on, on this high school team." And I think the school that the, the school that benefited the most from it is UNBC. They came and they got me and Kevin Achico and 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 Ben Henson ended up being there after after going Loyola. Pato ended up ended up. Yeah, so it just went from junior. Yeah, it just. Yeah, he just it just went on. Kevin Achico, myself, um, um, Pato, um, Ben Henson, and then you have like Daniel Loyola, Carl Loyola, um, even Ben went to Loyola. Um, you had Eric Perez, George Washington. You had Cam Mount St. Mary's. Like the list went on and on. And like I think it's just because like all these college coaches came and 
you started with just one guy or two guys mm-hmm. and then they realized that whoa like we you have obviously you had Josh Pike that went to Navy yeah. um, so sorry to the Naval Academy um, it, like you had like so many I think it just started with just like one or two guys like I said and then that gave us all the exposure in terms of like wow like like there's talent in this small part of, of Maryland like in the small community because like you said before if you want to find the good players you have to go to Bethesda yeah. you have to go to Potomac you got to go to like Chevy Chase um, but now like those college coaches were like wow like Rocky Smell was like the number one talk in Montgomery County like nobody want to play Rocky Smell because like you play us you most, you most likely you you lose you get embarrassed and you will barely touch the ball so I think that's how everything started so you lose again yeah 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 every soccer player yeah so I think so I think from that too like even like at some point like usually it was usually now Mm -hmm. it's kids going and trying out for club teams yeah one thing as well is that our club team was so, I mean, our high school team was so good that at one point it was club coaches okay. coming and recruiting players. And then some of us didn't have the fun to play and then we were still playing on scholarships. Um, so, yeah, I think it was just, uh, I think it was just uh, a blessing and thing being able to play for walking Smell, change, I would say change the life of so many people in my class, the class under me, the class above me, and it's still changing life of the new generation. And if and obviously it's cool to see because even some of the kids now, either if, if they don't go to D one, at least they go to D two schools, they still Rocky Smith is still able to send kids to D two, some kids to D one. Um, I think last year they sent um Jan to to Mount St. Mary who's doing very well. So there's still talent coming out of um out of Rocky Smith High School. I'm sure it's not as much as before, but mm-hmm. there's still talent, which is good to see. Yeah. So, and I mean, as you're saying, the, the stuff you guys did, the fact that people, not even people that you're immediately close with, but even people from afar. If I can tell you a little bit of like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know you growing up. Mm-hmm. And how I started to hear about you was uh, when I came back and played in Germany. You know, I wanted to go to the whole college thing. So I went mm-hmm. to see. And um, that's where I met Kenneth Can. Okay. Pato, yeah, 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 yeah. The older Pato. Yeah. So they would always say, uh, you know, yeah, man, we have to train at this level. We gotta, we have to, we have to do this. We have to do that because yeah. this is what Levy was able to do, and he was able to get to this here and here. So they're training at this high level, and I remember him saying, like, yeah, like Levy, if you're familiar with the area, you used to jog from around where Watkins Mill is, down yeah. all the way down that road, Montgomery Village, yeah, past the yeah, lakes, yeah, past yeah. all that, past the library yeah. to 355. Yeah, I know. And then jog, and like, I don't, you didn't even know me at this point, and I didn't know you at this point, but I knew of these stories. I yeah. knew of this man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, I know. you know. I mean so so you're creating and now they're training us and I was a young guy there he was a senior guy mm-hmm. so he's like we have to train at this level we have to run at this level and that's where a lot of my learning how to play to happen so mm-hmm. indirectly without you realizing you're changing these things and let me just read some of your accolades because you described a lot about the blessings and how like just the opportunity came mm-hmm. but let's not Let's be real. You put in a lot of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You put in a lot of work. So some of, some of your accolades from you at a young age, you know, you were first team all state selection, 
first team all metro honoree yeah. you know what i mean like you 38 goals in your junior season yeah you know what i mean like jesus like th- there's there's all this top top honors in the gazette you know took took the team to number two ranking the washington post you know scored an assist in a big win over springbrook was what's his name there then was uh, uh koku there then um i don't know i don't know maybe maybe you know um so yeah, man, you've done a whole ke- a hell of a lot of things. Yeah, and then when we get to your college career, you realize you even start doing even greater things. Yeah. So the hard work you were putting in for the young guys that are out there that are you know freshmen right now, ju- urban juniors that want to get to D one, you know, what are the little things? Yeah, I think um, I think it's I've always believed in hard work and dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, and discipline. Um, I think nowadays, like I think a lot of kids have the dream and the ambition to to become better mm-hmm. or to play professional or to play at the college level. But not a lot of kids have the discipline to do so, and not, not a lot of kids have the determination to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard work, as you say. I think it's it's discipline. Is nobody wants to wake up. Five in the morning to go for a run. Go six right. in the morning to go for a run. Yep. Or you know, nobody like nobody wants to like once you see your friend going out and I mean going to a party and you know you have practice and mm. you're so tempted to go like you and then you know like you tell yourself you know what you guys can go party like I'm so gonna stay in work yep. and train not just with my club team but outside of my club team. I think for me it was just lucky just being able to just have, like have friends like Daniel and and mm. and. And all the friends were also good at soccer. Just being able to just get outside and just train on our own. I think I think we built that that competitive mindset mm. that I want to be better than my best friend. Mm. I want to be better than the guy next to me. Mm. So if he's running two miles, I need to run three, three. miles. Mm. Um, I think we... So I, I started to develop that mindset without even letting my friends know. So I was competing against them without even them knowing that. Mm. At the same time, I was also competing against myself because like, like, you know what, lady? You can do better. You should do better. So I think wow. it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's, it's, it's a lot of hard work. I think this, this is a term I always use is empty the bucket. Mm. Um, is I cannot go home knowing that I still have something left inside of me, and I think I developed wow. that from a very, very, very young age. I think um, I, I've always been. Like I, I would go home knowing that I gave everything either at practice mm-hmm. or I gave everything during my own personal training. Um, and I always believe that hard work pays off. You know, I think a lot of people see it and say, oh man, like you were so successful, but they don't know that when I started playing organized club or Potomac, mm-hmm. I always tell people that they think I'm lying. Like I really started playing truly, truly organized soccer at the age of, what, 15? Mm-hmm. You know, or six, no, 16, my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. You know, and there was kids in my high school who have been playing soccer or organized soccer for, since they were 11. Four, four or you know five, what I'm saying? Because like, I come from a different background. Yeah. Um, so I realized, like, you know what, like, if this is what you really want, I had to play catch up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, they be playing it for eight years or organized soccer for eight years. I play street soccer. Mm-hmm. 
for about for 12 years. No one really taught me how to do anything. Mm -hmm. Now I come here, I don't play for my middle school because they said I was new and I needed some some type of grade. So I didn't even maybe play in, in middle school. So I show up in high school and I'm playing against kids who know more about the game than I do. Not, mm -hmm. not, not necessarily them being better than me, but have more knowledge about the game than I do. So at this point, guess what? I have to play catch up. So the catch up is what is putting more work Word. in them. Yeah. You know, if the training twice a week, I need to train seven days a week mm -hmm. or six days a week because I'm playing catch up. Mm -hmm. And when I started playing with Potomac, people were like, well, like at one point I became, at one point I became the best player on my mm -hmm. Potomac team, carrying the team, even though I don't like saying it. But when I started there, I was playing left bench. <laughs> I was the one always on the side of the bench. Like, I'm the last player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Coach doesn't even see like, you. Like, he looks down me. the line. Yeah. You know, he doesn't even see me. And yeah. people don't know that. People see this guy that had that was able to have a successful high school career, a successful college career, mm -hmm. and, and success playing at the professional level. But they don't know... The story the behind it, you know. I remember grind, yeah. my dad. I mean, my dad sometimes used to drive me over to Virginia, and I would have, I would play for five minutes, and I'm sitting on the bench, and I and I and I was like, you know what? I need to learn more. Mm -hmm. It's not like my skills are not good. I need to be dedicated, and I think that's, I, I think that's what I did. Just dedication, watching games, watching soccer, training on my own, um, running track and field because I realized like, that we play soccer. Speed kills. Yeah, if you're quick enough, people can catch you. Yep. So I decided to start a running track for my high school. Mm -hmm. um, so those are things that I did that people don't know. Um, and it's yeah, it's, it's just a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I, I would just say I, I would just tell the kid is like, if this is something that you really want, if soccer is something that you really want, mm -hmm. it's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. You know, hard work beats talent. Any day, you know, I feel like I'm a testimony of it. Hard work beats talent. Yep. Talent, talent is not enough. You know, if you don't empty the bucket, if you don't, if you're not, if you're not disciplined, if you're not dedicated, you can have all the dreams that you want. But yeah. everybody dream, but not everybody's willing to put the work. That's very true. You know, that's fair. Everybody dream, but not everybody's willing to put the work. Um, <coughs> so you just yeah. So that's pretty much how I would say. I would say just having a mindset to just want to train and want to get better in education, mm -hmm. determination, discipline. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing because those are, those are things that, um, I mean, you can kind of, you can kind of camouflage or you can kind of act or you can kind of tiptoe around it. Yeah. And a lot that's, of kids do that. Today, you know man. what I mean? A lot of kids do that. Sooner or later it's going to show. A lot of kids do that. A lot of kids do that. And especially like now, like coaching, like, you see a kid who's super talented, mm -hmm. and you see that the kid is not giving their best. Mm -hmm. They want to take the shortcut. Like it drives you crazy. It's nuts. It's it, it, it a coach, you crazy. It drives me it's nuts. like it's yeah. like what are you doing? And the thing is, like some of them don't. Some of them don't. Some of them don't realize they it. Know. Some of them don't 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 embrace that. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, like he gets on me, or he doesn't like me. But if you have a lot of talent, and some, yeah, like you said, some of them. Don't realize it, and some feel some people are not willing to put the work, work in, and that's and it's that simple. Mm -hmm. I think we are in a. I think now, like this new generation, is everything is given to them. Mm -hmm. You know, mommy does everything, daddy does everything. You know, mm -hmm. we playing in leagues where even the last place team gets medal, trophies, gets trophies. <laughs> participation. You know, participation. <laughs> you know, I think. You know, that's, I think. You know, I think that's killing our culture. It does, you know, it is. that's killing our culture. We need to start teaching kids. 
you know, you have to earn everything. You know, you need to have the mindset of a go-getter. You know, you need to have a mindset of, a, like Zalatan said, you need, to have a, you need to have a mindset of a lion. A lion, yeah. You know? You got to fight you, for what you, you want. You got to go hunt for what you want. Yeah. You know, you can just chill and, you know, and my coach is going to come to practice and put a, and put some cones down and tell me what to do twice a week or yeah. three times a week for an hour and a half and you think you're going to get better. No. So, I would say it's just a different, different mindset that people have nowadays, but there's still kids who right. have the mindset and those kids, one thing that we can tell them as coaches, dedication, mm-hmm. discipline, and hard work. Mm-hmm. So, And so, there's... There are those aspects, which, so now I think there are three main aspects that can get you to that highest plateau. Yeah. And it's crazy without even realizing you already hit on two of the biggest ones, which mm-hmm. is the, the self, yourself, mm-hmm. the work you put in, the hard work, yeah. emptying that bucket. Yeah. You know, the other one is also that chance that, mm-hmm. you know, because you, you coming up in an area and at a time where these guys are just coming together and soccer is growing in a community and that one coach comes to watch this guy and it's just like sees a whole thing of talent you know that's also kind of a divine intervention where you have that lucky chance yeah that, that break but you got to own it you got to yeah, seize it though. I agree, yeah you know what i yeah. mean or, or god's creating or whoever you want to say is putting this opportunity in front of you but it's your job to go out and like a lion hunt for it you yeah know? that gazelle's uh-huh. there but you got to go get it yeah so now the third thing that i want to say that i think is super super important and you kind of hit on it on it a little bit but i want to delve more into it is your guidance your mentorship your coaching yeah your your parents because even like like you were saying sometimes you drive all the way to virginia and sit on the bench for five minutes yeah. or, or sit on the bench until five minutes and get five minutes of playing yeah. time and your dad would have to drive you all the way back. Even now, some of my kids that don't give empty out their buckets at practice, they sit mm-hmm. on the bench. Mm-hmm. And instead of them coming and asking me, Coach, what can I do to get better? I'm getting an email from a parent. So yeah. what is my son doing wrong? That yeah. He's not doing it. Well, that's not what he says. He thinks it's not unfair and blah, 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 which yeah. is crippling the kid. But they don't know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think top coaching, not top coaching, but good coaching good leadership from mm-hmm. parents and mentors and things like that are also super super important so did you have people like this or people that weren't like this or like what was what was that third aspect for you how was it growing up yeah i think for me i think guidance was i would say i was blessed because mm-hmm. um, i was able to play for coach hecker who i think coached for maybe 16 or 17 season and mm-hmm. and walking small um Till today, he may not have a very strong relationship. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, he's like an older brother, uncle, <laughs> a second father. Nice. Um, he's like, he's he's my guy. Um, so amazing. I had him when I was a ninth grader mm-hmm. at Walking Snow. So he and not just me. I think he mentored a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. I think he was that one person that saw so much talent in us. And decided to just take us under his wing and guide us. I um, think he made sure that you know we would do well in school. Mm-hmm. He made he his classroom was always open. Mm-hmm. So during lunch, we would not be wandering in the hallways or mm-hmm. or, or 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 just hanging out with the wrong crowd. Mm-hmm. He made sure that his room was open where all the soccer boys will go to his room at lunchtime and mm-hmm. then we would just eat there. It was like a safe place. Mm-hmm. And that kind of also give him the opportunity to like at least like keep his eyes on us, you know, in some in some ways, mm-hmm. um, providing rides, talking to college coaches for us. Wow. Um, that was huge because obviously college coaches come watch 
I mean, the college coaches will come watch the team, mm-hmm. and the first person they will call is Coach Hecker. Yep. And they will ask him about the player. And the cool thing about him is that he's a very honest person. Mm-hmm. He would ne- he would he would never lie to the coaches. He would always be honest. Um, and that's the best policy. Yeah. Man. So I think I think that started with them, mm-hmm. um, where you were just playing like this. Like I said, just big brother role, um, uncle role, mm-hmm. a father role. Um, and he was able to uh, to guide so many of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second person I had, I had um, the team manager for um, my club team. Her name was uh, Mrs. Schuler. Mm-hmm. Um, she was just like a mother to us, uh, to me and Daniel. She she brought us on board, gave us a scholarship to play for the team, mm-hmm. um, make sure that we were at every college showcase mm-hmm. because obviously, you know, African parents sometimes they can't get everywhere. So, <laughs> so, you know, you know, so sometimes, so sometimes parents were not able to take us to places and yeah. she always provided that. That's awesome. Um, and my club coach, uh, my club coach, um, I play for Josh Shapiro, who he's a head coach at Tots mm. University down in um, Boston. Okay. They actually run I think two or three national championships for oh, D three, wow. so he's done a very good job there. And yeah. I mean, yeah, I got lucky because yeah. he was he was he was my club coach, right? Um, so he was able to give us that guidance because he was a, at the time he was an assistant at American University, mm-hmm. and then he went from American to to Georgetown University. So he already knew the college system, so he was able to just like guide Got me in terms it. of what to do. So I think you. And I think you're very right. I think nowadays, like we we as coaches or people who just coach in the community, think we have that duty to be able to just guide the younger generation mm-hmm. um, and showing them that hey, there is you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. There's you know there's green grass on the other on side. The other side um, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I think it's very important. I think um, if we are able to guide the next generation the same way other people did for us, I mm-hmm. think will be able to see kids from the community do well as well so man i think having those three aspects changes everything and you know um it sounds like you had plenty full of all of those um yeah it's all god's grace yeah so that's 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 awesome and 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 it's crazy because it's all in this area it's not like you have to go some people like feel like i have to send my kid to this part of the United States to learn and to get mm-hmm. these opportunities mm-hmm. and to play with these type of players mm-hmm. and to, but it, it's all happening in this little Germantown Montgomery yeah. County area. Yeah, it all happened in the village, Montgomery Village. You feel me? You know that's why everything happened. So that's awesome. Yeah. So it's here. It's yeah, here. It's here. I think. Yeah. I think it's here. I think it's. I think it's about people trusting it. You know. I think. I think people don't fully trust. The people or the coaches who come from these areas. Right. I think people think to trust more, you know, the people, the coaches who wear the big jacket, mm. the nice, the nice look great. And then, you know, I think a lot of the parents don't trust. And I, I mean, I think it's a trust. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think it's building a relationship with these people and 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 building that trust where parents could be like, you know, I trust what Coach Lady said or I trust what Coach Phil said. Right. Um. Even if he doesn't coach for Potomac or for Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Or, but at least based on this career path, I can actually trust them. So, yeah, I do think there's coaches here, and I think I'm like I like I said, I've always speak very high, I speak very highly of you, especially what you're doing at IMC with the girls. Thanks, like, man. you know, there's, there's also young coaches, yeah, 
from these areas who can um, try to build up I mean, a college mm-hmm. a college program. And MC didn't have to go to New York or mm-hmm. to go to England to recruit to get um, a coach to come and build a program. I think so. I think you're doing a fantastic job. I think that's Thank big. You, I think that's a testimony of the 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 young the young talented the young talented culture that we have in our area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So speaking of college, let's, oh, college. Let's let's get to your to your college days, which ah. yeah, let's let's keep it on the field because. You know, on the field, I, I heard you were the man at UABC too. Man. No, we'll I wasn't it. the man, man. I wasn't. I <laughs> was, was trying to be. He wasn't. Well, let's 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 see how much of a man you were. Nah, man. nah, I'm not the man. I was just not the player on the team, man. Bro, you okay? So you averaged two point five points a game. You know, so that's at least a goal and an assist a game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You you led. I think. You were a nation-leading scorer at UMBC, the first that that program has ever seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You destroyed yeah. records. Look, there's, just, there's like three <laughs> paragraphs of just your accolades at UMBC. So first team All-Northeast honoree, first team All-Star, um, national leader in scoring, um, athlete of the year, you know, like just over and over and over and over yeah. again. Like um, the success speaks for itself at yeah. that level. Yeah. Um, so... How did it? So now you're at a point where only few people have gotten to now. You know, everybody yeah. was playing club, everybody was playing, da, yeah. da, da, da. but you got to empty your bucket every day. You had that mentor that yeah. told you this, and you listened, you pushed yourself, you know, you learned, you competed with your friends. Now you got to this point where it's like, okay, now I'm at a pivotal point. Yeah. Now I can either get to uncharted lands, a place where nobody has ever been before mm-hmm. that I know of in my mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I can just be where everybody has said, okay, now, now the job is done. Yeah. At least you've gotten there, mm-hmm. you know? So how was it being this type of player in college uh-huh. and then still having the mindset, like, screw that, man. I'm still going to empty out my bucket every day because there's more for me. Yeah, I think, again, like I said, I think I always, I always go back to where I grew up, mm-hmm. you know? I think if I grew up back home in Africa, so it's just, like, tough environment. Mm-hmm. Um you play with your older brothers in the neighborhood. They kick you. You don't cry. You, you can't get up go, and yep. you play. Yep. Um, so I grew up with a mentality. And I was, for people who know me, I'm very feisty mm-hmm. when I play. Even though I'm an attacking player, mm-hmm. I'm very feisty. Especially when, I think now growing up, I mean, a little bit older now, I kind of like. Calm down a little calm bit. Calm down a bit. <laughs> but I think I was very feisty. Even as an attacking player. Mm-hmm. Um so that carried on into high school and I also carried on into college. I think when I got to college, that hunger I'm still there. Like that fire became even bigger. Oh wow. You know, it was okay. just like, okay, high school, college, I mean high school in club by my sophomore year. I was able to, in some ways, build a gap mm-hmm. between me and my friends. Mm-hmm. But the college, my, my college year, my freshman year of college, the gap getting get, kept getting, I could see that the gap was getting bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger. And I knew that I was getting better. I was getting better. I was mm-hmm. winning the game faster. Mm-hmm. I was fast. I was quicker on the field. Mm-hmm. I was fast. I was. I could dribble. I could. I felt like nobody could, no defender one-on-one could ever stop me. Mm-hmm. I always felt like I needed three defenders to stop me. 
So, and I started realizing that by just how I was playing the game, I, was, I, I realized that it was super easy for me to be the defender. It was super easy for me to beat two defenders. Mm-hmm. And I realized that in front of the goal, I was like, I was, I was deadly. I was like, and I don't, I don't know where it came from, but I can guarantee you that it's all the work that I've put. Of course. Off the field. Oh, without a doubt, man. For so many years, I felt like it came to a point where it just hit at the right moment, mm-hmm. at the right time. All the years that I put on the track, I had been track and field, field. Mm-hmm. Where my friends were like, what are you doing? What are you running track? <laughs> you know, like, nobody likes to run. You know, African right. people. Right. Yeah, the like thought of run. track just running so, just like, to run? What? So, like, I remember, absurd, like, I was telling man. my friends, I was like, I'm doing it for, for like, for a reason. Yeah. Like, don't worry. <laughs> I'm doing it for, like, I'm doing it to get even faster because mm-hmm. I'm like, if I'm able to burn a kid in high school, one, I get to college, I will be a freshman. I'll be playing if people were senior. There's no JV or varsity. Yeah. I need to be even faster. Yeah. So everybody's going to so, be faster. So, like, it's crazy because I was thinking about all these things ahead of time. So, by the time I got to college, the speed was already there. Already there. The strength was already there. That that separation, that gap, I felt like was getting bigger and bigger because mm-hmm. I felt like my friends were here and, mm-hmm. and I was just continuing to just climbing the ladder. And I think not because I was better than them, not because mm-hmm. I was more talented than them, mm-hmm. um, because I was just hungry. Yeah, you know, feel I was hungry for success. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was just, I was just like, there was this fire inside of me mm-hmm. that. I feel like I, I feel like I couldn't contain, it and I just had to let it out on the field every time. So when I got to college, it was just it was just there for it you. just exploded. It just exploded. I don't I can't tell you that's crazy when, but I can I can definitely tell you is all the work that I put yeah off the field for all these years. I think at that one point it just took you there. It just took off. It's it's crazy because. It as a coach now I'm seeing this with my kids one thing is like when you start being good mm-hmm. and you start realizing that the little bit of work I've been putting in actually does work I would say out of 10 kids when that happens 7 or 8 of them become complacent mm-hmm. they say okay ah, I'm here now yeah. time to relax now yeah. I'm you know I'm, yeah. I'm at least yeah. 7 or 8 yeah. then the next one then you know they're like yes it's working it's yeah. good yeah. you know but yeah. There's still insecurities. There's still exactly. You know, I'm scared of da da da. But coming from you, you're telling me, yes, Phil. I put in the work. I got there. I'm better than all these people, so I can be complacent. But I'm not. I even went and did more work. I went and did more track. Yeah. But not only that, I know I can be one defender. I can beat the second defender. I know I can take these shots. In front of goal, I'm comfortable. So. At that level, like you're saying, I think everybody there is fast, strong, Mm -hmm. determined, hardworking, everything at that level. Mm -hmm. The only thing that sets you apart, I think, is your confidence level. Yeah. How confident are you in your abilities? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, and this is amazing, this is something which I learned way later on in my career, but I wish I knew it from a young age. And it it sounds like you didn't even know it, but you just did it without realizing. This confidence is built from hard work. Mm Mm-hmm. When you know, yo, my friend was running two, but I ran three over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Nobody else is emptying out their bucket. I just know that I am. Nobody yeah. else is out here running track, mm-hmm. but I am. Mm-hmm. That confidence is growing. And you're not realizing the game, though. You're saying it's because I went and ran track. Yeah. Because, but I just realize I'm faster. I just know I'm yeah. faster. I just, 
Yeah. Your confidence is through the roof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, how do you how do you tell kids to manage their confidence? How do you tell co- even college college players to manage their confidence at such a high level? Yeah, I think I, I think it's just like you said. I think it's self belief. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have first of all, you like first of all, you got to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. You can be the best player in the world if you have no confidence. You already know that's true. Um, you look like the worst field. You look like the the worst player on the field. Mm-hmm. Once you have that confidence, then you feel unstoppable. I think it's self belief. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that that's huge. But at the same time, self belief. But you just but you also have to back it up. Yeah. yeah so the way you back it up is going back work. to emptying out that bucket, emptying that bucket, and putting up the work, mm-hmm. and 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 being in the gym, and being on the track, mm-hmm. and taking the ball, get getting to practice early and, and taking shots and dribbling and working on your foot skills. Um, I think once you do that, it becomes natural. And the more things become natural for you, then your confidence continue, continues to grow. Mm-hmm. Once you start beating that first defender, when you start beating that second defender, when you start when you start to beat that third defender, you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, like like, like I'm unstoppable. When yeah. you're able to see things before things even happen on the field, mm-hmm. you get that by watching games. Um, if you're a defender, you feel like you're strong, you're fast, you, um, you're winning all your challenges, um, you're winning the game, you're comfortable on the ball. Um, so it's like, I would say it's like, if, if having that self-confidence, but that self-confidence is, you just have to be able to just put in the work mm-hmm. in order for you to get to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, and once they get to that place, then I feel like, you know, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. The sky's the limit. Hard work and confidence, I would say, for anybody, the sky's the limit. Yeah. So speaking of the sky's the limit, now let's get to your your professional career. Now, yeah. now you're at a point where you know, Coach Hector, he's never been to. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. He's never mm-hmm. played in the MLS. Miss mm-hmm. Shirley probably would have never imagined me picking these kids up and taking them here yeah. and there in college showcases. Yes, you know what I mean. I'm setting a goal that we're gonna do our best to get you to college. Yeah. But they didn't expect. Yeah, an MLS draft pick. Mm-hmm. So now you're at this huge climax point, and for damn sure, I know your parents weren't expecting you to come to America and then become yeah. an MLS draft pick. Mm-hmm. But by the grace of God, it happens. Yeah. So now you're at this level. What are you telling yourself in your head? Um, think if I want to take you back a little bit mm-hmm. is knowing that. You were so close to your dream. After all the years of hard work, mm. like you say, going to UMBC, I never, I remember my junior year, I was at Daniel's house. Him and I were talking. I was like, Daniel, this year I'll be all American. Him and I were talking about it. I said, I will be all American because I feel like I'm, we're putting a lot of work. And the people who are all American who are getting all of honors, they're not better than us. Mm-hmm. You know, so first of all, I already set up that goal, right? Went on being all American and leading the country in goals and taking the school to winning the conference and getting to the NCAA and going to the NCAA tournament and, and beating Princeton at Princeton at that time was like right number eight in the country and mm-hmm. destroying them at the house. Um, and my senior year, but by my junior, there was there would talk about me 
going pro my junior year mm-hmm. uh, because we lost in the conference final i was like you know what? i'm going back, back to school more, yeah. so you're taking that risk you'd be like you know what yeah i'm going back because i have business to finish yeah you know so it's like you having that opportunity you could lose that, that passing draft, it yeah. on and at the same time you still believe in your talent and like you still believe that okay you know what if i did this my junior year it better not be fluke it better be a fluke right i need True. to show people that i can do it again i can prove it to myself i need to be able to I need to prove to people that's fact so going back and doing the game my senior year mm-hmm. and going even farther like going i mean do even bigger things and leading a group of like young young guys and you know i would say my brothers um and then now you're at a point where you are so close to your dream yeah you know mm-hmm. and I remember going into, I was home and then my, my coach called me and said, hey, Levy, um, you, you've been invited into the MLS Combine and you'll be there with obviously with other players and you just have to showcase yourself. Um, went down there, I think I had a pretty okay Combine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was, a, it was a very, it's a, com, it's a, it's a showcase, a mm-hmm. Combine, so people don't really play the other team, just mm-hmm. people trying to show the talent. So, that was a little bit of a um, of an uncomfortable situation, um, but still knowing that you're so close to your so dream. Um, yeah. I remember, I remember on draft day, I was they would talk about me going first round, and and but obviously, you know, um, back then I was I was seen as an international player, mm-hmm. so usually team didn't want to take a risk on yeah, on somebody who young. And was will be will be taking a national roster spot, so I think that did not play that did not play out in my favor. Yeah. But um, I was very lucky enough to have Coach Peter Novak um, take a chance on me. <laughs> and I remember I was home watching the the draft at home with my mom, my dad, and Coach Hecker, mm-hmm. his wife. Obviously, I, I love that guy. Man. He's like that's an amazing. He's like story, um, yeah, he's like a second father to me. Um, he came, he came home and his wife and Mr. Kenneth, who coaches for the Washington Johnson girls soccer team, mm-hmm. um, the Washington girls soccer team. So we just watching it at home and my phone just, uh, after the first round, I was disappointed. I was like, come on, man. Like I destroyed college soccer. I mean, the only thing that's going to hold me back is the fact that You're um, an American. I'm not American. And if I were to be on a roster, I'll be considered as a international. international yeah. So, was, how many do you get on the roster? Uh, you get seven. 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 So usually it's it's very difficult. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but um. So let me just explain that for people that that don't get it. Yeah. So if, on every pro team, you're only allowed a limited amount of international players because they want to keep the development and the growth of that. Yeah. They don't want people to just go out and get a bunch of people from Germany, mm-hmm. from from Ivory Coast, from this, that, 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 and come and build a team because that takes away from the growth yeah. here, mm-hmm. right? And the opportunities here, okay. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. So every team has about seven mm-hmm. um, national roster spots. So, um, and they're already kind of heavy on it. Right? Yeah, they're very heavy on it because usually they get um, like internationals mm-hmm. from like South America mm-hmm. or from Europe, so mm-hmm. you just have to be a big time to be able to uh, to Man, have that yeah, spot. So yeah. it's not really easy to get it. That's true. Um, and I remember um, at that time I was like, "Oh man, like you know that kind of sucks." But I was like, "You know what? If you don't pick me here because of that, 
the agent I was working with at the time had already uh, a team for me mm-hmm. uh, in Europe mm-hmm. for me to go, for me to go on a trial. So I was like, okay, if I don't get picked, then I just go to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a Division One or Division Two team. I don't remember. But I think it was a D one team. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so I remember I was home and then. Um, and just a side question, because yeah. I know a lot of kids are wondering, and I was wondering this when I was you know coming up in college too. And when do you know when it's the right time to get an agent? Um, I would say it's different for every you know yeah. for everyone. Um, I felt like I didn't need to have an agent by the time. I got a call saying, "Hey, Levy, you going to the combine?" Okay. Because then I that knew that sense. you have to. Just I had a very high chance of of getting drafted. So at that time, I thought, "Okay, you know what? I need an agent. I need somebody to just being able to be there for me and negotiate." Mm-hmm. Negotiation. Yeah, um, the contract for me. So that's when I decided to get a, to get um, an agent. Um, obviously, nowadays you have kids who are able to go pro at a very early age, mm-hmm. sixteen, mm-hmm. I think. If there are teams coming after you then you should start looking for an agent mm-hmm. sometime nowadays agent will go out there they see a young player who's talented and they approach the parents mm-hmm. and they sometimes send the kids on trial so I think it's, it's different for everybody okay. depends on your situation but as long as an agent come to you he better better have options for you before mm-hmm. you sign the contract because mm-hmm. you can be very young 15, 14, 16 talented and then some guy comes to you and say hey I want to be your agent I have all this and then he doesn't show you any Not, nothing any opportunity and you just sign with them I, I, will, I, I will be careful yeah. but if somebody comes and say hey I'm, I'm this and it's, it, I would say it's also very important for the parents to do the research about the agent mm-hmm. and see what kind of client he has mm-hmm. and and what kind of teams his clients play mm-hmm. before they commit. Um, and then mm-hmm. if you're in college, if you get called into the combine, then I would say you should definitely get your assassination. Okay. So, okay. so from, yeah, so I was home and then my agent called me. He said, hey, Levy, I, I got a good news for you. And I was like, what's up? He's like, um, the Philadelphia Union have I decided to just uh, pick you. So as, so as soon as we talked, I was super happy, got on my knees, thank God, everybody at home was crying. And then <laughs> um, a few, a few, um, a few uh, minutes later, they announced on TV, they said, hey, Levy, the Philadelphia Union has decided to, to pick Levy Wapper as one of the draft pick. Um, and that was a big relief. Because yeah. um, you, all these years of hard work. Yeah. Um, Training, running, don't track. Um, mom and daddy driving you in there. Uh, high school coach sacrificing his time. Yeah, Mrs. Schuler sacrificing her time um, to be able. My 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 club coach Josh Shapiro coming to practice and training me every single day, and my teammate um, being able to hear your name being called, and it's like. Everything that you dream for for so long is like finally there. Um, so that was a special day for me. Yeah. Uh, that was a special day for me. And um, now you go from there and going to preseason, the new different environment, mm-hmm. um, being able to train with people that you see on TV or people that you that you've grown up watching play. Um, when I was in Philly, my goalkeeper was Mo Dragon, which mm-hmm. was the all time most 
best keeper ever to come out of Colombia. Wow. Um, so wow. he played for like Galatasaray and yeah. he played for all those big clubs in Germany. And I remember growing up, I used to watch him play in the World Cup mm-hmm. in Colombia and watch him play in the Champions League with Galatasaray. And then now it's like, he's like my TV. He's, he's, so it's like, it's crazy, like seeing different people that you look up to look up to and then you're like wow like they're actually your teammate mm-hmm. and I even one point like Freddie was my teammate at one point yeah I was about to say wasn't you know, Freddie was, yeah, Freddie too yeah 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 Freddie was my teammate at did one point did you play against him growing up um no uh I played with his younger brother on the same club team okay. we throw on the same club team right. so you know obviously you know Freddie was a big time here and I mean obviously yeah. in our community so um being able to just be in the same locker room as him was like, wow, like, hey, like, I know you, like, you grew up in my area. <laughs> yeah. Now like, another yeah. So it's like, talent coming yeah, out of so it's like, area. so it was like a dream come true. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I think it was a wonderful experience. Right. A wonderful experience. So, but yeah. So, and it's crazy. So again, at this, at your professional level, similar thing with what you were doing in high school, and changing lives without even realizing you're doing it. Um, I want to talk about your other pro team that you play at, Rochester Rhinos. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yvette, um, who is currently my best friend, and that was a huge connection to me uh, with, with you, uh, was uh, Ayo Sosu. Yeah, Ayo, yeah. Um, my boy, yeah. <laughs> right? My guy. And, man, if you know the things you taught Ayo without realizing you taught him, and these are uh, traits and characteristics that hold true to him today, that he transferred onto me and even you know when i first got the job at mc and you're here telling me like good job like i'm I like what you're doing there it was philosophies and and ideals and things that were developed by me and io yeah and i want to say over 90 percent of that came from what he learned with you at rochester more than anybody else at rochester mm. he learned so much from you so oh, again without you realizing it you know, what I, mean? I didn't even know that. I didn't, right, I, I didn't, that's what. I, so I I'm telling know. you, it, these these are crazy instances to me that make me go. It almost gives me goosebumps. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, playing there. How was it playing with Io at, at at Rhinos and 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 what were these little things that you were teaching? Was of course you learned so much at the Union. Yeah. You know, what I mean, so much growing up through all these years. So, what were those little things? Would you say? Yeah, I think um, I think one thing. Um, first of all, I remember. First day I arrived um, in Rochester mm-hmm. in the locker room. Um, sorry, nerf. Um, I remember my uh, first day in the locker room. Uh, the first guy I saw was Ayo, and I was like, "Yo, Ayo, what are you doing?" Maybe <laughs> I'm here and playing. I'm like, "Oh, that's good." So, me being a new guy in the locker room, um, right away I didn't feel like a new guy because I had a brother mm-hmm. um, that I could talk to, and that was Ayo. Mm-hmm. So. And Ayo ended up being my roommate. Oh, wow. So it's crazy. So he was, so I work, I go in, I see him. He's my teammate. And then the coach tells me, okay, Ayo is going to be your roommate. So awesome. we got to share the same apartment. Yeah. So um, it was, yeah, we, we, you know, we had a blast there. I think, I think one is one thing that for sure I felt like I brought to Rochester is discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, Straight up discipline and discipline and and um and hard work, mm-hmm. determination. Um, I, I think I think with Io is trying to help him with a mindset that um even if things don't go the way you want it to go, mm-hmm. you still got to keep pushing it mm-hmm. because you 
are in charge of your own destiny in some sense. Obviously, yeah. God is. Yeah. But God gave you an ability and you just got to keep on pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with Tom, I think it was just being able to just um, push him and try to motivate him to, to believe in himself, mm-hmm. motivate him to to uh, to express himself freely on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we play with for, for Bob Lilly, mm-hmm. uh, who was, I think was a great coach, but a different mindset yeah. um, than what we used to. Um, so it was an adjustment for all of us. Um, but I think for me, coming from Philly and being able to play under Peter Novak, who was a very tough guy, uh, I was able to handle um, Lily better. Bob Lilly a, mm-hmm. um, a little better. So being polite, mm-hmm. um, being respectful, mm-hmm. because he's my coach, and, and just hard work, mm-hmm. you know, just putting your head down and work, um, not just working for the coach. Not working just for yourself, but working for your for your teammate, working for the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think we all you were able to just build a very good a, a very good friendship till yeah. today. Um, he's I didn't even know I was teaching him all that. I think those are the things yeah. that I was doing for myself. So I'm telling you, man, um, some of the stuff, and this is stuff that we teach our girls today, and I use every day. Some of the little things, yeah, like, like how you're telling me about going through adversity. I remember he gave a huge speech about how you know when he was he was playing a similar story to you. You know, went over and was playing uh, professionally and um and uh, I think it was Denmark. Mm-hmm. Can't remember where. Yeah. Uh, you know, first, first, first division, and you know, um, for one reason or another, had to come back home and was kind of down about it. You yeah. know, what I mean, and this was probably about the time he was going to Rochester Rhino, so he's mm-hmm. just feeling like it's him against the world. You know, yeah. his parents weren't really all that into him playing soccer mm-hmm. in the first place, so yeah. you know, he feels like a disappointment. You know, and so he's telling this heartfelt story, but then you know, he has you there. And, you know, you guys went to adversity together yeah. and you helped him throughout a lot of things in life. And you showed him what it's like to get back on your feet and to keep going. Yeah. And to him, that was probably one of the greatest moments that he had, the greatest teammates that he had. So he urges all our girls to, you know, um, fight through adversity and yeah. always be there for one another and yeah. always be able to to be able to look at things through a different lens, yeah. you know, and always be grateful for what you have yeah. but yeah always keep moving forward yeah. you know and that was one of the biggest things which I took from Io yeah. and I think most of the girls did and that following on student year we went on to have an undefeated team that went yeah. to almost win a national championship yeah. um, so awesome. you know those 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 are stories that are great to me and now I love the fact that I think one of the biggest things is that you're back and you're back at the grassroots and you're developing a bunch of IOs and, and all these guys. What I've been realizing that that's yeah. what you're doing because now you're hands-on. You're an actual coach. Yeah. So yeah. now that you're back, what are the things that as you've went full circle, you've literally done it all. You went from the development system to the high school system, mm-hmm. to the college system, yeah. to the professional system. And then now you're back you know, coaching and, 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 and back with the community. So what are the things that worked? What are the things that did it? And as a coach, what are your, your, your big takeaways or your big policies that you try to follow, that you try to stay true to every day you step on the field to coach? Yeah, I think um, being back in the community is, is, is awesome. I'm being able to just be back. But I think, I think a lot of, I think a lot have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of change in, in the coaching world, uh, especially in soccer in general. I think soccer, growing up, it was just, soccer was gaining the intention, but I feel like now it's like, soccer is like a multi-million there's, dollar there's business. There's money, so man. There's dollar signs. There's, that's so a lot of people are really feeling, I mean, a lot of people are really feeling into this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think for me, I just try to stay true to to my roots, mm-hmm. true to what got me to 
what I was able to achieve, mm-hmm. um, which is humility, um, being able to give an opportunity to those who don't necessarily will have an opportunity because of where they come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some ways, give expo- giving them the exposure, um, having patience with kids because mm-hmm. I realized that that's what I felt like I needed when I started playing organized soccer. Um, investing your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think, I don't see a lot of coaches really investing their time because like I said, it is, soccer has be, coaching has become a, a full-time job for some people. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that unless you, unless you, there's nothing wrong with it if you're doing the right way, but there's an issue with it mm-hmm. if you're not doing the right way. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, being back in the community and of course, having my brother, one of my, one of my guy, Koku, mm-hmm. yeah. starting world-class premier. The so, man himself. So me coming back, so me coming back, um, me coming back at home, I felt like I didn't need to coach for Bethesda. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to coach for Potomac because mm-hmm. it's, because everything had changed. The system had changed. Um, so looking and trying to find a place where I could call home, mm-hmm. a place where I feel like I could relate to, a place where I felt like by working with this guy, they will give every single thing. Working with this guy, they will, they will, they believe in the same thing that I believe, mm-hmm. which is which is hard work, determination, and being mm-hmm. able to just mentor kids and giving opportunity to kids, whether whether they come from money background or no money background, everybody's mm-hmm. on the same equal scale. You're just gonna just invest 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 our time so i think being back here is it's just nothing but a joy being able to um tell the kids and 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 showing them the blueprint that mm-hmm. i use mm-hmm. uh, and my blueprint is simple just get the ball and juggle <laughs> uh get <laughs> the, the ball, ball at your feet get yep. the ball at your feet juggle yep. um watch soccer game and i think we are in a i think our club i think the 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 club that coco was able to build um and it, it's just we want to be able to coach technical skills, mm-hmm. um, technical kids. I said, I mean, mm-hmm. um, being able to just give them the soccer ball, yeah. um, have them juggle, let them be creative, let mm-hmm. them, let them express themselves, mm-hmm. um, them, themselves, um, teaching them the importance of watching soccer. That's how you learn. That's how you develop your soccer IQ. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to just um, invest a lot of our time. I think we do a lot beyond the scene that parents don't even know. Uh, and then it's just because all the coaches did it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, whether we have to give a right to a kid, whether we have to um, call the kid at home just to talk to the parents and see how each kids are doing. Um, if the kid is having a bad behavior at home, um, mm-hmm. the parents will be the first person that 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 parents call because we are trying to build a a friendship mm-hmm. um, with these families, with mm-hmm. these parents, letting mm-hmm. them know that we care about the kids, and mm-hmm. at the same time. We just want to teach them soccer. So being back here and being able to just find a place that I can call home, a club that believe in the same things that I believe in, um, I have made it a lot easier. So um, it's just nothing but joy just coaching these kids. Mm -hmm. um, And we're just trying to give them the exposure, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to prepare them for 
for um, for college. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, some of them will get there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, for the, hopefully at the professional level, we, we we hope and pray that some of them will get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but not even if, even if they don't, even if they don't, we still want to teach them life lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, if you believe in something, mm-hmm. go get it. If you believe in something, empty the bucket. Mm-hmm. If you um, you know. Just have the mindset of a lion. Be a go getter. Yeah. Be a hunter. Yeah. Don't don't sit back and just want daddy and mommy to provide everything for you. I think it's something that we're trying to teach the kids um, at our club, mm-hmm. um, and I think parents respect that. I think parents respect that we are not just coaches, but we're trying to be mentor to those kids. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that I think it's a culture that um, Goku has has built over the years, and I truly respect that. So, so being back here yeah. is not just being back here on my own and trying to start something new. It's just no, it's- being coming back home and being able to find a club that's already established mm-hmm. and that has been established by friends mm-hmm. and is doing an amazing job mm-hmm. and and seeing just world class growing and mm-hmm. seeing the work that we're doing in the community growing and even having this facility here yeah. is is <laughs> you know it's nothing but a joy. I think being able to just we want to give exposure to to everybody, mm-hmm. but we also want to be able to give exposure to the kids who can't pay, to mm-hmm. the kids who can't afford, because we were that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So that's that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Being able to be back here, it's a great joy to be able to see that. Yeah. If I was coming back home and that wasn't what I was seeing, then I don't know where I would where be today. Be? Honestly, in terms of the coaching, mm-hmm. so. But yeah. So like, I mean, everything you're saying is spot on with like, for example, how I got when uh, when when Coco approached me mm-hmm. and we sat down and talked through Io too. Io was the one that yeah. let us up together, you know. Um, and he told me over like he sees what I'm doing at the college and mm-hmm. he's loving the direction I'm going in. And just in one conversation with Coco mm-hmm. and listening to his ideals and what he wants to change in the soccer community and what yeah. he wants to keep going in the soccer community, just mm-hmm. completely like came full circle to where my my I felt my purpose was mm-hmm. so I didn't even hesitate when he gave me the opportunity to come on board and, and be part of, of, of this program mm-hmm. and uh, as you can see now you know I'm taking it I'm trying to be fruitful with it and kind of doing my own thing with it mm-hmm. but um, those ideals that he had just shines through and it's crazy sitting here hearing your story actually reading up on your story yeah. and actually growing up and hearing like I said you were like a, a legend uh, a, a myth like this guy you know what I mean so and and finally having to sit here and, and a point in my life where I feel like I find my purpose and I'm discussing with you mm-hmm. and a person which I've always looked up to and you're saying you know we are kind of in the line I think it's a beautiful thing yeah. and that soccer being that universal language is what we started off this conversation mm-hmm. with and I think mm-hmm. this whole thing is a testament of that yeah. you know and um, and I'm super super glad and again that's 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 God that's, that's a blessing from God to put yeah. all of us in this scenario and I think uh, you guys are changing we are changing uh, the culture here and an example of that would be for example we have two of your girls that are playing for us at the college mm-hmm. both of them are scholarships yeah. you guys gave us the only two girls that were scholarship wow caliber athletes mm-hmm. full rides right now these two girls are the bedrock of our team mm-hmm. you know these 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 two girls Ashley one she's a holding midfielder and Mackie she's one of our attacking midfielders mm-hmm. Mackie just scored a game winning goal today and two assists versus a team that's supposed to go on and go to nationals and stuff you know what I mean and it was a conference game they're undefeated in the conference we've lost one game in the conference Mm -hmm. so if we beat them we're tied Mm -hmm. but because we beat them Mm -hmm. we go to first in the conference a chance to win a conference trophy so Mackie 
slots in a beautiful it's a cross and she chests it in volleys it in you know what I mean yeah she got yeah so a lot of talent lots of talent lots and Ashley's and Bronno is just everything for us in the midfield and these are freshmen and they're playing at this high level so a testament to you guys and your coaching Daniel which is his best friend Mm -hmm. or his great friend that you you grew up with since Watkins Mill he was running two miles I don't know if it was him that you were talking about he was running two miles and you were running three but you guys are doing a phenomenal job with the coaching guys are doing a phenomenal job with the development and I want to get your story the stuff that you've done the stuff that you're doing out to the masses because I think yeah. it's just phenomenal yeah you know um, if there's one thing that you want to take away you want the, the the people that are listening viewing whatever it may be to take away from this conversation what, what would it be yeah and I would just say um, for every kid who had the dream and the passion to play mm-hmm. um, I think it's possible um, I think it would be up to them to um, put the work uh, like I said, discipline, um, focus, mm-hmm. determination, um, hunger, mm-hmm. um, just being able to just go out there and just go get it. Um, and being able to just connect yourself with people or with coaches that mm-hmm. can help you mm-hmm. um, get better. And I think if there's any kids that have the dream to do so, it is possible. Um, it is any kid in, 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 it doesn't matter where they're from, whether they're from Mogami Village, Germantown, Gettysburg, mm-hmm. Bethesda, Potomac, they're all mm-hmm. kids, you know, and they all deserve a chance. So it's just dedication and just working hard, mm-hmm. I would say. And I think for every parent who's listening to this, I think um, our community has changed a lot in mm-hmm. terms of coaching. Mm-hmm. There's so many coaches, there's so many programs, mm-hmm. and not everybody is doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. And I think if I think I think it's think it's very important for parents to educate themselves about the game, mm-hmm. to know who are the right people, who are the right coaches, what what are the clubs doing, what are the coaches doing. Some parents come and drop off kids, their kid, and they leave. I hate that. They don't know. Yep. I always say, watch. parents should stay at practice yep. and watch. The I practices. make it mandatory at watch least two how, practices a, yes, a season. Watch what watch. the coaches are doing. I we have parents. Drop off their kid in the state, mm-hmm. and we love it. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to encourage all the parents: don't leave, don't go sit in your cars, just stand outside and just watch how watch what we're doing. So tomorrow, if another coach comes and tells you something, you should know whether it is a lie mm-hmm. or whether that coach is being honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. even if you happen to be at a different club and you see that the coach is not really doing what they're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. you can actually challenge the coach. You know, I think. Because, because parents don't educate themselves about the game, mm-hmm. there tends to be a lot of um, there tends to be a lot of I would say a lot of untruth that is really hurting the mm-hmm. soccer community, hurting the way kids are developing in our community. And I think it's very important for I would say parents just. Cool, you too. Just like we did today. We just came home. We just put some <laughs> YouTube stuff and yeah, we just learned some tactics. Um, you know, so parents need to educate themselves. Kids should be able to be hungry mm-hmm. and, and and just have the desire to just play. I think we should I think parents I think parents need to start babysitting kids. Mm-hmm. Um the 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 kids. Um <laughs> Kids need to take responsibility of, of, of them to grow up and man up and or, and just have no desire. If you're doing something, mm-hmm. why do it halfway? 
You know, if you're doing something, go get it because you don't because you never know what can come out of it. So yeah. that's one thing I was saying, and, and uh, like I feel, like I said, I'm super happy to be on your show. Oh man, for me it's here. my and, like pleasure said, to have you on here. You don't you're doing a wonderful job in, thank you. in this community, and thank you are not just a blessing to us, but you are a blessing to so many so many young kids. Uh-huh. I think um, I came across a, a few parents mm-hmm. who you've recommended to for um, for personal training. And yeah, they they speak so highly of you, and I think that speaks a lot about your character. I think uh-huh. we're not just coaches; we are we are role models, mm-hmm. and it's something that we have to embrace. And I think that. This is a testimony. I think what you're doing here is wonderful, Thank and what you, you're doing man. in this facility is wonderful. What you're doing at the college program is is it's just wonderful, and I just want to see you continue to just break barriers, man. Thank just, you, man. Yeah, just continue wow. to go through. So, <laughs> Jeez, yeah, man. the sky's the limit. Thank you. The sky's the limit. Thank so, you. yeah, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. I, the words mean so much coming from, like I said, from a role model, similar to how you stepped on the field and saw, you know, the goalie that you watched in Champions League. It's hearing this from you. Yeah. It's really, 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 um, it's great. Thank you. It thank you. Feel great. And thank you for coming on my, humbly, thank you for coming oh, on my you. show. Thank you for having me. And, you know, Appreciate I think it. a lot of our listeners are going to learn so much from this conversation. And there's one thing I take away from this conversation, man, is emptying that bucket. Yeah, man. That's my motto. I've been yelling that to my yeah, girls 24-7, man. So it's... That's what it is. So yeah. if we do that, it's cause the limit. Yeah. So thank you. Thank as, you. As coaches, we also have to enter the bucket, which is learning That's true. and learning and going to practice and being organized and being able to it's just better. invest everything. Mm-hmm. So I think we're doing that. I think we are making small changes. It's yeah. not changes don't come easy. Mm-hmm. It takes time, but eventually we'll overcome. So yes. yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thanks for you.